Hey, story seekers, it's Nisha, and you are now listening to Nisha's Open Diary, where the stories are real and the tea is all about me. Welcome to my podcast. I am Nisha, and you are now listening to Nisha's Open Diary. We are back for another episode, and we're going to continue talking about the reason my mother accepted my father's abuse. So after my grandmother killed him, and by him I mean my grandfather, by way of the rat poison, my mother and her siblings were in the care of their grandmother their father's mother I believe and from what I've been told she was a big woman and by big I mean like morbidly obese so it was more so them taking care of her and helping her and my mom told me about how she along with her sister and I think maybe some cousins would have to help their grandmother bathe and cook and basically help run the household and they live with her until she passed away and then they were sent to live with their aunt d and from what i was told aunt d wasn't right she took my mother in but she didn't treat her and her siblings like an aunt should and aunt d also had her own kids and i know she has two daughters but if she has any other kids i have no idea and one of those cousins name is i'll call her o and the other one her sister let's call her b i think those are the initials of their nicknames because again they are my cousins but i don't know them at all i don't know their kids or anything and again this is all due to the fact that my mother and her siblings and their kids have been exiled shunned disowned if you will because of what happened with my grandmother and not only that as my mother and her siblings are living with this aunt d she wasn't right she didn't really completely do right by them and not only that my mother and her siblings received some type of money some type of monetary assistance from my grandfather's pension or whatever money he was entitled to from his time in the military and he received something they received something from that but Aunt D didn't do right with the money either. She got them stuff, but she did more for her own kids with the money. I say it like this. It was like she was taking my mother and her siblings to shop at like the Goodwill and Payless. And she taking her kids to the good stores like Nordstrom and you know stores like that. More high-end stores. Or like buying her kids the Jordans and buying my mother and her siblings no-name shoes, like some Payless shoes, light-up tennis shoes, something that was off-brand. And even when it came to them eating, my mom and them would be treated differently. They might be eating bologna sandwiches or hot dogs, and their cousins is eating steak. And these two female cousins I'm speaking about, one of them, ironically enough, is married to my father's cousin. Now, if that ain't crazy... I don't know if they still married today, but I don't know either one of them, even still. So my mother just ended up in bad situation after bad situation. And not again, and not only that, this Aunt D 
had a boyfriend, a husband, or whatever he was to her, it was her man. Okay? And I don't know if he is my cousin's father or not, but this man molested my mother and one of my uncles. And I don't know who else he touched. She went through hell living with her so-called family. And my one uncle who in the last episode I told you was one of the ones who told me about what my grandma had done. Again, Uncle K, he was really young when my grandmother went to prison. And he was told by Aunt D and other adults what my grandmother had done to his dad. And as he grew older during her time in prison at eight years, he grew to hate her. And I remember back in 2015 when she died, he wouldn't even come out to her house to help clear out her, her stuff or nothing. He resented her until the day she died. Maybe even still today after nine years later. And all of these things are why I believe my mother accepted my father's abuse. Because at the point when she was in this relationship with him and dealing with all that she was dealing with, she then was a mother. And given the things she had gone through as a child and into her teens and young adulthood, I know she just wanted better for her kids. And so she tried to stay with hopes of things getting better. I think her biggest fear was history repeating itself and she ending up with a story similar to that of my grandmother's if she ended up killing him. And over the years, some of these family members never, and I do mean never, sought to reach out or anything. And the ones who did come around, for instance, my cousin B, who is now deceased, he always kept a distance. He always sheltered his kids from that side of the family. And he always never let his kids come around like that to develop a relationship with with us. And we know of each other. We know that we're cousins. We know that we are related. But we don't mess with each other. And they ain't never tried to. And again, it's like being held accountable for somebody else's actions. And the whole thing with my grandmother killing my grandfather is why my father couldn't stand her. He used to tell my mother, she been not think about doing nothing like what my grandmother had did. And that's why in one of the other episode, I said he threw the plate of food against the wall. I believe he feared she might poison him like my grandmother had done. That's probably why he threw it against the wall and said, bitch, I don't want this shit. And when my grand- grandmother did that and my grandfather died, it was all over the news. And people in the community hated her. She was getting hate from every direction. So-called friends turned their backs on her. Her brother-in-law, let's call him Uncle R. People in their friend group, family members, they all turned their backs on her. They all testified against her and wanted her to pay for what she had done. Which is understandable, but they was crucifying her. So just imagine that you were in my mother's shoes and you had the childhood she had. And then you ended up in a relationship where you're being abused. You are going to think very carefully about how to defend yourself and how to go about getting out of that situation. I know that my grandmother's situation made her think twice about every decision she made in her own relationship. I wholeheartedly believe all these things contributed to why my mother tolerated so much from my father. When my grandma was in prison, she had to endure things that no child should have ever had to go through. And the crazy thing is that a lot of the stuff she went through was forced on her from her 
family. And when I say family, I'm air quoting like nobody's business. Like air quote family. Family, family, family. So I pose the question, is blood thicker than water? Because I beg to differ. How do you carry on a relationship with a family like this? Let's talk about it. Comment on my website. Spam my comments on YouTube. Let me know how you would deal with this if it was your family. And even after all this time, these people have had years to reach out. Years to try to develop relationships. Years to really try to get to know their family. And it seems to me like they just, they don't care. I guess they really feel as though that we are my grandmother's grandkids and her kids so i guess they think i don't even know what to say they think because i can't speak for how anybody else's feels but i just know that it's wrong and i decided to develop this podcast not to tell all my family's business or even tell all of my business the whole point of this is to let all this stuff out this is therapeutic for me instead of holding holding it inside i'm gonna let it out and if it and if it comes down to the fact that i'm airing other people out then so be it And if any of these people hear this podcast, you know I'm not lying about none of this. Y'all know what it is. Y'all know what happened. Y'all know the story better than me. I even recently reached out to some of y'all and tried to get more of the specifics of what happened. Silence. Nothing from these family members in quotations and aunts and cousins and uncles. And you know, after I had come to find out what my grandmother had did and finally found out what was really going on with the family and why everything was so weird and why half of them don't deal with us and this one don't deal with us and that one don't deal with us and I came to find out all this stuff I confronted my mother with this and when I went to my mother and I told her ma I know what happened uncle K aunt J and cousin D told me the look on her face was so disturbed like she looked so disappointed it's like I almost watched my mother shrink in front of my eyes You could tell it was something she never wanted to talk about. You could tell it was something she never wanted to think about again. And you could tell that she was upset that they had told me. And I bet you, I don't know this to be true, but I guarantee she went back and probably told them, why the fuck did y'all tell Nisha that? Y'all know I ain't want my kids to know this shit. I know she did. I ain't even got to have nobody tell me that. I know she went back and cussed their asses out or said something to them about it. And when I was living with my cousin, shortly after that, I ended up moving out of state because I got married. And as I told y'all, I was pregnant and I ended up getting married and stuff. And I ended up leaving the state because my man joined the military and I left. And after we had got there and stuff, like, again, I had just learned this. And I, like I said, I was feeling some type of way about everybody at that point. I never had any intentions on ever returning to my home state. And eventually I did, but I tried I tried so hard not to. I did not want to move back home. And even still, after I came back and I seen them and talked to them or whatever, I don't even talk to none of them now. Like, I felt some kind of way with that. And then it's a whole bunch of other stuff that made me feel some type of way. And now, currently today, as of February 16, 2024, I ain't dealing with none of them talking to nobody. And I don't know how they feel about me, but I know how I feel. And again, I'm going to just say this. It is what it is. Because to me... I don't feel like everybody was ever really taught for real how to be family because the stuff we be having going on, talking about each other, not being together in units and as a family, you ain't been carrying on like no family. And I don't mess with that. I don't like that. So if it mean me keeping my distance, just dealing with my husband and my kids, then again, 
it is what it is. Because you can't make people be what you want them to be. They might be your family in blood, but that that makes you family. But it also goes along with a whole lot of other stuff. How you treat people, how you engage with people. And so, if this is how it is with your family, what would you expect from anybody else out here in this world? Because we all know how the world is. It's cold. And it seems like it's getting colder every day. And this one cousin of mine, I consider her more of a sister than a cousin. And I consider her to be my confidant. But come to find out, when I had moved out of state, I would be on the phone talking to her. I would talk about everybody else in the family and her telling her this and telling her that. And she was turning back around and taking it right back to them. So when I did move back home, they was all looking at me cock at her, looking at me crazy because she'd been running back telling her mother and her mother was taking it to everybody else. So at my grandmother's repast, I'm there and everything. Everybody's sitting there dogging me out like they ready to fight. And if you was to know my family, you would know that my family welcomes in strays. And I don't mean stray dogs. I mean, they welcome in stray people. And they'll welcome in a stray and be treating them more like family than they treat you. And so all this stuff has had me feeling some type of way for quite a while. And so I said, you know what? It's time to crack the diary open. And that's why the name of this podcast is Nisha's Open Diary. Because these ain't made up stories. This is true life stuff that is actually happening to me. That is happening to me. That I have gone through. And if it made me feel some type of way. If I wrote it down in my diary. If it's etched in the back of my skull in my memory. If it made me feel any type of way, it will be exposed and talked about on here. Because these are things and events that have occurred in my life. And if it occurred in some of my family members or whoever else's life, and if it affected me in any kind of way, even the slightest kind of way, I'm going to talk about it. Period. Because this is my podcast and I can talk about what I want. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you for listening. I welcome you to tune into the next episode where I will discuss whether or not blood really is thicker than water. All right, story seekers, I'm out of here until next time. Follow me on all socials at Nisha's Open Diary and my website at nishasopendiary.podbean.com. And until next time, I will meet you where the pen meets the diary. (laughs) 